Hey, this is David Diga Hernandez, and I pray that you're blessed on the Praise Chapel Paramount podcast today as I minister on the power of the blood of Jesus. Paul the Apostle was bitten by a snake, yet he survived. Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they were thrown into a fiery furnace, yet they survived. Daniel was thrown into a lion's den, yet he survived. Mark chapter 16 tells us that those who believe will not be harmed by poisonous things. This, of course, is not an invitation to go drinking poison. This is simply speaking of divine protection. God will protect you even in the midst of danger. God will protect you even in the midst of chaos. When things are falling apart all around you, when systems are being shaken, if you live in the kingdom of God, if you walk by faith, if you stay connected to your heavenly father, remember this, you are divinely protected. In Exodus chapter 11, we read of something very dark that came upon the Egyptians who kept the children of Israel bound in slavery. In Exodus chapter 11, the Bible says this, Then the Lord said to Moses, I will strike Pharaoh and the land of Egypt with one more blow. After that, Pharaoh will let you leave this country. In fact, he will be so eager to get rid of you that he will force you all to leave. So many of you know the story. The children of Israel are bound in slavery. They're oppressed by the Egyptians. And God sends Moses as a deliverer, a messenger, a prophet. And he confronts Pharaoh. And Pharaoh is a witness to the miraculous power of God. And God begins to send plagues on Egypt pressuring Pharaoh to let the children of God go. In verse 2, tell all the Israelite men and women to ask their Egyptian neighbors for articles of silver and gold. So now they're, they're going from slavery to receiving provision even in the midst of this chaos. Verse 3, now the Lord had caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the people of Israel. And Moses was considered a great man in the land of Egypt, respected by Pharaoh's officials and the Egyptian people alike. So even, all, even though all these plagues are coming on the Egyptians, and even though they know that it's because of Moses' God that all of these plagues are coming on the Egyptians, the Egyptians still look on Moses and the Israelites with favor. That's what God does. And so Moses had announced to Pharaoh, this is what the Lord says, at midnight, tonight I will pass through the heart of Egypt. All the firstborn sons will die in every family in Egypt. From the oldest son of Pharaoh who sits on his throne to the oldest son of his lowliest servant girl who grinds the flour. Even the firstborn of all the livestock will die. Then a loud wail will rise throughout the land of Egypt, a wail like no one has heard before or will ever hear again. But among the Israelites, it will be so peaceful that not even a dog will bark. Then you will know that the Lord makes a distinction between the Egyptians and the Israelites. All the officials of Egypt will run to me and fall to the ground before me. Please leave, they will beg. Hurry and take all your followers with you. Only then will I go. Then burning with anger, Moses left Pharaoh. Now the Lord had told Moses earlier, Pharaoh would not listen to you, but then I will do even more mighty miracles in the land of Egypt. So this plague passes over and God sends this angel to bring death upon the firstborn in every family in Egypt. It was a darkness that had come over the land. It was judgment. Now the children of Israel were exempt from this. 
They were given very simple instructions. And a part of those instructions was this in verse 13 of chapter 12. But the blood on your doorposts will serve as a sign marking the houses where you are staying. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. This plague of death will not touch you when I strike the land of Egypt. Do you realize that there are two systems in the world? There are two kingdoms. There's the kingdom of darkness and there's the kingdom of light. Those of us who are a part of the kingdom of light, those of us who are a part of God's kingdom, do not become affected by the things that touch this world. Am I saying that believers never get sick? Of course not. Am I saying that believers never face persecution? Of course not. Am I saying that believers will never die? Of course not. Most of us will die unless we're raptured. So what am I saying? I'm saying that outside of the will of God, the enemy has free reign on people who are outside of that will. But for those of us who are in the will of God, the only things that can happen to us are according to the will of God. So long as we're walking in obedience, so long as we're walking under the blood, God told Moses, when I see the blood over the doorpost, I will pass over. Let me ask you this. Is your life covered in the blood of Jesus? Are you covered in the blood of Jesus? Have your sins been forgiven? Have you been washed by the blood of Jesus? The blood hasn't lost its power. We don't really often hear about the blood anymore. You hear about seven steps to a better you. You hear self-help messages. You'll hear all of these encouraging words, and there's nothing wrong with that. But where is the preaching on the blood? Where is the preaching on this powerful force, the blood of Jesus? You see, when Jesus came to this earth, he came conceived in power by the Holy Spirit. Luke chapter 1 tells us so, that it was by the Holy Spirit that Jesus was conceived, that the power of the Most High came upon Mary, and it was in that power that he was conceived. Yes, Jesus was a man. He was a man in nature, but he was God in identity, and his very body had the power of the Holy Spirit. His very body was of the Spirit. It was Spirit, Word, made flesh. So that when he bled on that cross, when he died, every drop of that blood was supernatural in nature. Every drop of that blood was divine in nature. And every drop of that blood has maintained its power even to this day. When that blood touched this earth, so did his influence. And today you and I can still look back at the cross just as the Israelites look forward to the cross. And we look at that point where the blood was shed. We look at the point in the timeline where Christ gave his life. And you and I today can walk in victory. You and I today can walk in faith and in confidence, knowing that so long as the blood is over our lives, whatever is outside of the will of God cannot touch us. You and I are divinely protected. You and I are looked at upon God by God with favor. And you have his attention and he's looking at you and he's listening to you and he sees your situation. So I want to encourage you, dear believer, 
Dear brother, dear sister in Christ, know this, that the blood has not lost its power, that the blood of Jesus still has power over demonic beings. The blood of Jesus still has power over sickness and disease. The blood of Jesus still has power over depression and anxiety and torment and shame. The blood of Jesus has power over sin and all the effects of sin. Because of the blood of Jesus, you and I can rejoice in victory today. The blood has not lost its power, I assure you. So know this. Though a thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand at your other side, it won't come near to you. I spoke to you earlier about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were in a fiery furnace, but the fire did not touch them. There was a fourth man in the fire with them. That's divine protection. And they said something interesting when they were being threatened with the fiery furnace, they were being told to bow to the image and they did not bow. They said, God will deliver us. He can deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we still won't bow. God can and will deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we must not bow to fear. Because ultimately, if the worst of our fears were to come true, we know that we still belong to him. If even the worst of our fears, the worst thing you can imagine, the worst case scenario were to come to pass, you would still belong to him. You would still be rescued by him. You would still be sealed in his salvation. You would still be gripped by his love. Nothing shall be able to separate you from the love of God. And so long as I'm connected to him, the giver of life, the resurrection, the father of lights, so long as I have that connection with him, so long as he and I are in fellowship with one another, what have I to fear? For greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Why? Because of the blood of Jesus. It reaches to the highest mountain. It flows to the lowest valley. It will never lose its power. That blood that was shed for you rests over your life. That blood that Jesus shed on that cross has broken every curse. You are free from fear. Do not be afraid. You're a child of God. I want to pray with you now. I want to pray that the Lord himself would bring comfort to you. The Lord himself would assure you he is able to protect you and keep you and those you love. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for that one right now who senses danger all around. And I ask you, Lord, that you would begin to touch that one. Father, I pray that you give them perfect peace you declared in your word, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. And Lord, I pray you help us to keep our minds stayed on thee. Help us to be mindful of the blood, Lord, that shall never lose its power. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And I want you to say it because you believe it. Say, Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. 
If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.